0: day is done, and now that the sun is down, it's time for WTMJ at Night. To kick off the show this evening, here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, happy Wednesday. Glad you are with me. It is WTMJ at Night. It's growing on us, isn't it, the new name? Sure it is. Why not? Uh, it is WTMJ, and it is at night. So it's very, very fitting. 855-616-1620 is the WTMJ talk and text line. If you want to get involved in the program tonight, we'd love to have you. If you call in, you'll be talking to Max. He's producing the big broadcast. If you're nice to him, you get to me. That's how it works. And, uh, if you want to text us, why not start with the text question of the night? This is a, this text question carries a lot for me today is national language day. So, do you speak more than one language and if so, what are they? And what language would you really like to learn? 855-616-1620, that is the WTMJ talking text line. It's National Language Day. I only unfortunately I only speak English. Uh, I wish that when I was and and I know it they say it's not too late, but I also know that uh, research shows that the younger you are, the easier it is to learn a second language. Now, my daughter is fluent in Spanish. She took Spanish. Uh, she was in high school for four years. Somehow she took five years of Spanish in high school, uh, with some AP stuff. And then she took some Spanish in college. So she's fluent in Spanish and I'm envious of that. Um, when I was in high school, my language requirements were filled with Latin and Greek. So unless I was going to become a scholar, a priest or a doctor, uh, there wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of people to converse with in Latin. So I know I could still technically learn another language, but I'm, um, at this point who who I have left to talk to really, but I would have learned, I would have learned Spanish. My niece learned Mandarin while she was in grade school. So she is fluent in Mandarin. My daughter's fluent in Spanish. Uh, my other nieces are taking language in school. Uh, one of my brothers went to, on an immersive trip or experience during college uh, and was studying German. In uh, He lived with a family in the Black Forest region of Germany. And uh, I think other than bratwurst, he really doesn't speak German, which seems like a waste. Um, but it is, uh, it's a skill that I think we really need to push as a country. We need, we need people to learn other languages. We are, we now live in a global society. Businesses are global. Um, whether you want to learn to speak Japanese, which would make a lot of sense, Chinese, you know, Mandarin, like my niece, if uh, Spanish, of course, you know, So there's a lot of, a lot of purpose to this, but we don't make room in public education to teach another language. It seems to be something that, you know, if you're, if you're the children of immigrants and you're still speaking another language at home, at least you're exposed to another language. You probably can speak more than one language. I would also, you know, if I had it to do over again, I would try to learn Farsi or something like that. Uh, Max, do you speak another language? I
1: do not, unfortunately. I, I wish I could, just like you, but I, I really can't.
0: Well, see, you're much younger than me, so it'd probably still be easy for you to pick one up.
1: I don't know about that because uh, I did not do well in Spanish in high school, to say the least. I wasn't okay. like your da- I was <laughs> like your daughter. That's amazing. five years. I couldn't even get through three. So that <laughs> tells you all you need to know.
0: Yeah, I pig Latin, but that doesn't count. I can speak Pig Latin. <laughs> But really, there's not much call for that in the professional world anymore. So it is, uh, I don't know, its a, it a, seems like a waste because we try to teach kids a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that we should teach kids in school, real-world stuff that we're not doing. Um, you know, we should have a class in high school, a mandatory class for students to learn how to do basic, like uh, keeping a... Financial security, I guess, is what it should be called. How to manage credit. How to balance your accounts. How to make sure you're you uh, you know you're doing the right thing money-wise. Where to save. Things like that. Because those kind of practical skills, unless, you know, some parents are really good at teaching that. Other parents are not, and kids learn it on their own. Um, but if, if it was a class, you know, I think it would be a great idea. I still think we should do a little bit of... Uh, not home ec cuz that sounds like 1950s but uh you know a a class about technology in the real world and you know we don't teach a lot of basic skills and I know we we should figure out that it's going to be taught at home or people are going to learn these at home but we don't you know so that's why you know that's why I think the language thing really needs to be put in and not not just can you uh Can you conjugate a verb in Spanish? No, how much, how many times do I have to conjugate a verb? You know, teach me conversational Spanish, teach me conversational, you know, whatever language, maybe, maybe Greek. So you can hang out with Giannis, talk to him in his native tongue, make him feel, uh, make him feel more at home than he does. Who knows what language you want to learn, but it is national language day. So the text question of the night, do you speak a second language or maybe a third? If so, what is it and what language would you like to learn? If you don't think, and, you know, we're not too old. You don't get too old to learn. You just, sometimes there's other responsibilities. Like, I'd I'd love to be able to sit down and take, um, you know, an intensive language course. When? When am I going to do that? I don't know. Not often. All right. Now, before, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, you heard the mayor during Jack's newscast saying that, Listen, uh, during the convention, downtown Milwaukee is going to be open for business and it's going to be open for this and it's going to be open for that. But let's, since I was just talking about real world skills for uh, language and schooling, let's talk real world. How do you actually think, based on what we learned today about the security perimeter, how open really is it going to be downtown? Talk about that and a whole lot more, but first let's do this. It's WTMJ at night. Ford. It's WTMJ at night. Okay. The Secret Service and the Mayor today released the map that uh, of the security area for the Republican National Convention, which of course is coming to downtown milwaukee in july and will affect not only milwaukee but the surrounding area where people are staying in hotels from madison down to kenosha and all over so this whole area is going to be basically insane for not only the days of the convention but days leading up to it and then probably probably at least two days after as they take down the barricades and stuff now the mayor said today, and you heard it on the news just a few minutes ago, that the city was going to be open for business downtown. Uh, can we do a little reality check on that? Now, I have no, listen, I have no beef with the convention coming to town. This is the same, it's the same security perimeter that was going to be in place when the Democratic National Convention was supposed to come uh, in 2020, but of course was canceled due to a COVID. So I don't, I, It's not a beef against the convention being here. What it is is unrealistic, I think, expectations. So um, there's a map of the area for the security perimeter, and it extends a couple blocks in each direction from the Pfizer Forum, the UW-Milwaukee Panther Arena, and the Baird Center. They didn't give any details on street closures, street closures, pardon me, my lazy tongue today. Uh, Street closures or checkpoints right now, it does show the area that is going to be impacted. Uh, The officials are telling us they will give us more details as plans get finalized, which, well, you would hope so, or else we'd be in a lot of trouble. So the area extends from Cherry Street to the north to West Claiborne Street to the south, from North Water Street on the east to North 9th Street on the west it's uh pretty much the identical plan as i said that was going to be in place when the democratic national convention was coming some hotels are inside this area um i'm trying to i we're in this area right or are we right across the street from it
1: Yeah, we're in that area i think yeah
0: yeah i think we're in that area so uh that's gonna that's gonna make coming to work uh oh so cheery when you know secret the uh, secret service and stuff are uh trying to trying to let us in but All right, if you're not, if you don't have to come in to downtown, why would you during those few days? And as you're looking ahead, is this a time where you're going to go, well, you know what? Those are great days to take vacation days. I I will be, or I will be working remotely those days because I think unless you have to be at the convention, there really will be no reason to try to fight the traffic and the street closures and everything else to get into town. This is one of those things where, uh, you know, and this happens in other cities when they have big events and whether they, whether they're annual events or whether it's something like this, that is, a a once in a while kind of thing, people just, they leave town. you know, you know I know a lot of people were talking about maybe renting out their houses on AB Airbnbs as Airbnbs rather to uh, make some money for those days. If you don't have to be here, why why would you? Why are you believing the mayor when he says that downtown Milwaukee is still going to be open for business, still going to be open for entertainment, still going to be open for everything? 855-616-1620 is the WTMJ talk and text line. Um, this was a big question today. Will the residents and businesses in the security footprint, like us, have access to their property so the secret service has begun reaching out to people who live and operate businesses within the perimeter to quote develop a security plan that minimizes impact to the public end quote road closures parking restrictions marked checkpoints that could impact the public including people visiting businesses will be shared through a more comprehensive map do you think do you think they'll have to do like background checks on us and I know this is I know this is narrowcasting basically to you and IMAX, but anybody cu- anybody who works in the market that we you know where our off- offices and studios are, anybody who has an office in the inside the perimeter, what are they going to do? Are we going to have to go through a check every day?
1: I can't imagine it'll be like that. I mean, it just seems that seems like it would be too much work even for you know the united states government i suppose like
0: well uh, listen the the united (laughs) states government is no uh no stranger to creating creating really really horrible workflow yeah as
1: soon as i said that i'm like well maybe it is but uh i would hope not i don't i can't imagine it'll be like that i just imagine they'll be blocking off streets and it'll just be a pain to even get here in the first place
0: that's that's the thing now i was working at a radio station in chicago during um uh after some of the riots the george Floyd riots and um when there was um, a big financial thing in town and we had to get we had to have papers so that the National Guard would let us into the into the uh, the loop the city center so i had I had papers in my car and all these streets were closed kind of like they're saying for the convention and I remember have to pulling up to armed military vehicles with national guardsmen there and them having to check my papers and then say, okay, you can go go up a block, then turn left, then take a take an immediate right, and you'll be able to get to the streets that you need to get to. And I was like, man, this is this is crazy. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun as we uh and now granted it's only a few days. I'm not complaining. I'm just tried to be uh, more realistic. They're saying the traffic plan is going to be released later. Um, well, they they did admit that traffic disruptions will be likely. <clears throat> really? Um, some, some security zones around the RNC will impact pedestrians, people in vehicles. Some roads could be closed temporarily. So there you go. Get ready. Time to start planning ahead. I will, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe they'll just bring in like air mattresses and it'll be like when the mafia goes to war and we'll all just go to the mats and we'll just sleep in the studios for a few days. That will stink by the 19th. What do you think, Max? You willing to stay overnight?
1: I mean, I, I mean, I stay here till midnight every night anyway. I, mean, I, got, I suppose. What's the difference? I could just What's stay. What's the
0: difference? You <laughs> take a little nappy nap, you wake yeah. up. And you're stuck in the building all day, <laughs> oh, that just sounds lovely. it does Go to I, the I'm market hall. who the stinkiest staff member would be oh. that's what that's what I'm not going to speculate I'm just putting it out there so we can all think about it.
1: Uh, we don't need to get into that. I suppose no
0: we're not no listen, we're not going to call anybody out for their hygiene. <laughs> no. we're all going to be there Where are we, we going to shower in the bathroom? We're gonna take a little uh oh, little travelers' With some bath hand soap maybe I don't yep, know under that's the a, arms yeah Arm. <laughs> Yeah, so that'll be, oh boy. Uh, from the 414, it'll be crazy for us workers, just like Summerfest and other festivals. Yeah, but the security's gonna be much tougher than, uh, much tougher than Summerfest. Um, <laughs> from the forward another four, I don't listen to country and western music. I don't know if they even call it country and western music anymore, but I love it. So the chances of me going downtown during the RMC are extremely low. Well, they'll have Kid Rock and Ted Nugent too not just country artists so all right let's do this uh the text question of the night do you speak more than one language if so what are they and if there's a language you would like to learn let us know we'll get uh we've got some answers to that and a lawsuit dun, 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 from the highest levels of government and entertainment talk about that and but first this, on WTMJ at Night. It is Brian Noon and this is WTMJ at Night. Uh, I am a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel's show. I don't make it through the show, obviously, because I'm getting up, uh, well, getting up early to go to school. But I always watch the monologue, and it's very funny. And he has been, like most late-night talk show hosts, he made a frequent target of George Santos. You remember George Santos, the uh, Congress. Congressman from New York, who it turns out lied about pretty much everything. Max, have you ever seen a guy lie so much for really no reason? Uh, no, I
1: have not. I mean, like every politician, I feel like I mean they have a reason. Yeah, but I his were his
0: were crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He lied about being Jewish. He lied about being uh, a a college volleyball player. He lied about not being a, 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 a drag queen dancer in Brazil. He lied about everything. This guy, I don't know if he could have told the truth if he had it printed on a card and all he had to do was read it. I don't think it would have happened. But So George Santos is forced to resign from Congress. He goes out and then he starts a, a Cameo account. Now, Cameo was real big it got real big during the pandemic. Now I don't hear too much about it, but it's it's out there, and people go on Cameo, um, and I'm putting celebrities in quotes. Some are true celebrities. Some are infamous, like George Santos. Some are, you know, eighth-tier people. Uh, and you can go on Cameo, and say, say Max was on Cameo, and you were like, boy, that Max, I love when he produces uh, WTMJ at night. I want him to read A Birthday Greeting to My Grandmother cuz she listens all the time and she just thinks he's dreamy. So you send Matt, what would you charge, Max? 500, 600 bucks? Am <laughs> I worth that much? 15. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think that's I probably I was building you up, but I, I think that's probably I wanted closer. to see if you would be realistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be realistic. I'm worth maybe $10, 15, I suppose. Okay, so let's uh, so then you'd send Max $15. Max would read a sweet little note to your grandma and there you go. So George Santos is on here. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel decides that he is going to buy some cameos. And they're outrageous. And he ran them during a segment called, uh, Will Santos Say It? Well, now George Santos is suing Jimmy Kimmel. That's right. He's suing him for about $375,000. He's suing Kimmel. He's suing ABC. He's suing Disney. He's saying that Jimmy Kimmel lied to him. Um, the defendants openly, openly admitted to deceiving plaintiff under the guise of fandom, which is what he's saying. He said, Hey, you were supposed to be my friend or my fans and you bought these and then you put them on TV. And it was insane requests. Like one was, uh, to comfort Jimmy's mom, to help her decide if she should clone her dog that had just died. So they they were really wild. um, Jimmy Kimmel, of course, went on his show last night and blasted him. But, uh, yeah, George Santos, career is over, so now he's got to uh, try to get a few more minutes of fame by suing somebody for a joke. On the other side of the news, uh, it's going to be a new look on MLB Fields this year, and a lot of people are not happy about it. We'll get to that and more, but right now it's 7.30, so we have to head to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Jack Grau, ready to go. B-A-M-M dot com. Here we go. WTMJ at night. I'm Brian Noonan. 855-616-1620 is the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. There is going to be a different look on Major League Baseball fields throughout the league this year, and a lot of people are not happy about it. I'm talking about the new jerseys. Max, have you heard about this? Because you're a sports guy. Yeah. No, I've heard about the new jerseys. And... Uh, People are not happy because they're being. They were designed by Nike, which is fine. Everybody loves Nike. Uh, They were created by Fanatics, and personally, I am not a fan of Fanatics. I've ordered some things from there before, uh, Fanatics branded stuff, and it is it's not great. And Fanatics is already in with uh, MLB, or uh, not MLB, well, they're in with MLB now, the NHL, uh, they're in with uh, the NFL, the NBA, they're they're pretty much the producer of stuff. And the big knock against these jerseys are that they look cheap. Now, Nike designed them last year. They had people wear them um, during the All-Star game last year, and a lot of players liked the ones that were given to Nike because they're kind of, um, they're stretchy, they're, uh, you know, they're they're performance wear, I guess they would say. But now they're coming out and even players are like, wow, these look really cheap. Because the new jerseys that are being mass produced are saying the fabric is, uh, the, the complaints are that the fabric is flimsy. The MLB logo is lower down on the back of the jersey. You know, it used to be right up at the collar line. Now it's down a few inches. Um, Lettering is smaller. A lot of the team, or some of the team insignias, aren't even stitched into the jersey. Like the Cardinals are just a patch. Um, The Mariners sleeve patch isn't even embroidered. It's just ironed on there. I'm sure you've been following this, Max. I think this is, I'm a guy who likes, I like jerseys. I like to, you know, I don't wear them all the time. Every once in a while I had, I have some old NHL jerseys. I have a couple of old Sox jerseys. Um, you know, I, I had back in the day, um, NFL jersey. And they were all the good with everything sewn on, and like when they were made by Reebok, or when they were made made by CCM for the uh, um, for the NHL, and then Adidas took over NHL, and I I wasn't crazy about their their design, but at least the logos and everything on the Blackhawks jerseys were still really solid. So I this is oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a bad idea, but it's it's infuriating that MLB will try to uh save a little money and yet still charge us so much more. Have you you've been following this, Max. What have what have you seen? What do you hear? What do you feel about this?
1: I I always like when you know leagues try to come up and be creative and make new jerseys. And obviously, I think baseball of all of this major sports probably has the least creative of the jersey sets. So I mean, I, I like the fact that they're trying new stuff. Obviously, the execution hasn't been great and like you said I've had my issues with fanatics as well and that is troubling but at the end of the day I don't get too bent out of shape about it as long as you know leagues are trying new stuff and trying to spice
0: things up and make things new. Well I don't mind I don't mind if a team wants to change up their logo a little bit but these are the same old logos um, but they're not you know, part of being a professional athlete is a quality uniform. And if you're, if you're just getting iron on patches on your sleeves, like, uh, I do if I sponsor a little league team from Chico's bail bonds, uh, not really, not really befitting athletes of that caliber or the people who are paying a lot of money to come see them. It just, it smacks to me of that double standard where, well, we're going to save money. We being the MLB, uh, but you guys can still pay exorbitant ticket prices, high prices for concessions, you know, and uh just come on in and yeah, well, maybe they're you know maybe we have to keep sending the uh the jerseys back in to get the patches reapplied with an iron or get a new a couple new patches to the embroidered patches to sew on instead of sewing things right on the jersey it just I don't know it. it I hate I hate things that look cheap. And to me, from what the pictures I've seen, uh, these just look cheap. You know, while tickets have gone up three and a half percent to an average of thirty-seven dollars last year, cost two hundred sixty-six people two hundred sixty-six dollars on average to take a family to a baseball game, and we're going to have uh, you know we're going to have jerseys with stuff ironed on, like I got it at a kiosk at the mall. It just doesn't doesn't seem right, but yet that's what'll happen. I'm I'm interested then to see what the Brewers jerseys look like, because I like I like you like when you go into the uh, the pro shop, the gift shop, whatever you want to call it at uh, AmFam. I like the different Brewers logos. We were talking about this last night with the vanity plates. I still am a sucker for the ball in the mitt logo, but I also like the. Uh, Bernie Brewer in the barrel, swinging the bat. That's on some of the hats and shirts. I like that one. I'd like to I wouldn't mind seeing those, but I want them sewn on to a quality a quality product. Now, of course, um, Rob Manfred, who is the commissioner, he's defending the new uniforms. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> of course, he's going to come out. He said, quote, "They're designed for performance wear as opposed to what's been traditionally worn, so they're going to be different." I think after people wear them a little bit, they're going to be really popular. Mm-hmm. The anger is not uh, the anger is not being directed, like I said, at Nike. The anger is being directed at Fanatics, and I don't know how Fanatics uh, conned all the all the the leagues into letting them handle the uniforms. When I thought I, you know, Reebok was doing a great job, Adidas did a great job, as I said, CCM did a great job. Just just from the things I've bought, I, ooh, I don't have a lot of confidence. But who knows? That's just me. What am I What am I worried about? We're all going to go to the games anyway. Max, when a new jersey comes out, do you go and buy it right away?
1: No. I mean, I have a nice collection of jerseys, but they are so expensive these Not days. No Isn't expensive. it insane? So... Uh, if there's something that really, really, like, really catches my and think, oh man, that's a sweet jersey. I have to have it. Then, yeah. I mean, maybe for like a birthday or Christmas or, Christmas something. or something. Yeah, yeah. there but, you go. But I'm not going to go out there and buy every jersey just because it's new or whatnot. So, because
0: too no, expensive. No, when you go in, when you go in, even it, it doesn't matter. But if you go into like the the gift shops at any, it, you pick any arena. I'm not going to single out any team. The jerseys with somebody's name on them are you know up to 200 bucks uh ones without a name or like 150 I never get I never get a jersey with somebody's name on it while they're still playing cuz I did that for my wife she she loved AJ Presinsky when he played for the White Sox loved him so one one year for her birthday I got her a prasinski jersey and then of course he was traded so that's why I don't get I don't get names on my jerseys but yeah the, the cost alone that's why i'm amazed when i see little kids with these expensive jerseys now granted kids jerseys are a little bit cheaper but not a lot cheaper and you go oh that kid's gonna be able to wear that for one season because next season it's going to be way too small people got it uh, sometimes people have more money than cents but let's do this and speaking of a uh, sense this makes uh, no sense my transition but oh my goodness a uh, scathing report about some behavior at the White House. Probably not what you think, but it might be. We'll decide after this. WTMJ at night. WTMJ. It's WTMJ at night here until 8 o'clock and then it's brewers weekly with dom catronio uh, from spring training oh we're not so jealous the weather normally during spring training we're all very envious of dom but this year the weather's been so good here it's like eh, eh, i get to stay home it's uh, not too bad oh boy remember uh the bidens they're the president and the first lady they had a couple of dogs german shepherds they liked and uh, one of their dogs was going through a a rough patch and he was biting Secret Service personnel. He was biting White House uh, staff members. He was biting everybody. Commander is his name. Well, a new report came out today because the folks at CNN decided, you know what? Every other problem in this country is solved. So we're going to look into Commander and how much he actually was biting people. Turns out uh, Commander had developed a taste for human flesh because that dog was biting everybody. At least 24 incidents of him biting. Now, I'm wondering if you've ever been bitten by a dog. I'd like to hear the story because it seems, it seems terrifying. I, only, I was bitten once, but it was very minor. It was more than a nip, but not a chomp. You know what I mean? So, so I don't really have a lot of experience with that. Uh, or maybe your dog bites people. How do you deal with that? All right, so this is, they've, they've found records of at least 24 incidents uh, at the White House. They, these are new internal Secret Service documents that CNN got. The number, though, doesn't include additional incidents that CNN has previously reported involving executive resident staff and other White House workers. Boy, if you have a dog that bites people, what are you doing letting it around other people? Why don't you just keep it? I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do with a dog that bites, but it doesn't seem responsible as a pet owner to have it around, where after the first bite, I'm figuring somewhere else to take this dog. Um, they got all the reports through the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, these reports revealed the extent to which the situation had become a serious workplace issue. The dog bites uh, challenged the Secret Service, uh, and they had to change their operational tactics when Commander was around. Now, you know, they sent they sent Commander to live with family members, quote-unquote. Uh, I don't know if the family lives on a farm. Don't, uh, don't ask me that. That was the old euphemism, sending the family, the dog, to, the, to a farm. But um, this was, these were people who were in the presidential protection detail. You know, the, the closest people to the president and the first lady, and they're getting chomped on. Um, an email warned the agents that they, quote-unquote, must be creative. To ensure their personal safety. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, here's a Secret Service agents, uh, if you could all gather around for a minute, please. Uh, I've noticed that you all wear pants made of meat. You might not want to do that when Commander's around. Stop carrying snaps in your fanny packs. Don't uh, dip the muzzles of your weapons in Alpo. Nothing that will, uh, will draw that dog to you. If you can block all scent coming off of your body and make zero noise, that would help too. So please, don't do that. So that warning came out way before they took the dog to uh, live with family. Uh, in October 22, an unnamed Secret Service technician described that incident uh, because they were worried about the family pet's behavior escalating. The, uh, he was walking through the residence, and um, he got bit on the arm uh of the president the first lady are said to have been heartbroken by all of this but uh i don't know they just they said commander was just overprotective come on that's uh okay so he he was bitten he was one guy on the presidential detail was at the house um they were in um they were in Delaware they're at the house he's going to his station out in the backyard for his protection detail. And all of a sudden he hears the dog barking and he realizes that the dog was not on a leash or inside. The dog was coming at him. It was like Mr. Burns had released the hounds. He was loosened off the leash. Um, he claims to have heard a voice that he thinks was the first lady screaming at the dog. (laughs) The dog ran toward the direction and, uh, Chomp down on the left forearm, caused severe, deep, open wounds, and uh, as a result of it, the attack, the special agent started to lose a significant amount of blood from his arm. Oh, boy. All right, well, Commander is, uh, is now at a farm somewhere. We are not going to a farm. We are going to go to break, and then I am going to dispel a myth that we have all been told for years and years, and it's not true. We'll do that after this. WTMJ at night. Two three zero five one seven four. A few more minutes of WTMJ at night, and then after the news, it's Brewers Weekly. All right, Max. If you were, if I were to say to you, Max, you dropped your iPhone in the toilet. What are you going to do with it to try to fix it? What would you say?
1: The old thing you do is put in a thing of rice, right? Like a dry rice container.
0: Well, that's the bill of goods that we have been sold. Yeah, but according to Apple, it is false. Do not do that. You might be making the problem worse. Uh, Earlier in the year, which could be like last week, Apple published new guidelines on what to do when water gets into your iPhone. Usually, uh, phones or any electronics, when they get wet, people said, oh, put them in the rice, just like you did. Supposedly, the dry grains of rice will suck up the water. No, Apple says no. No. Don't do that. The small grains of rice could actually damage your phone. They could get lodged in the ports. Uh, You also shouldn't try to dry your moist iPhone by inserting a quote, unquote, foreign object. I don't know what that is. Uh, They say, just let it air dry for a little bit, plug it in. If you plug it in to charge it, it'll tell you if there's uh, moisture in there. Unplug it, let it dry and do it that way. Uh, And if not, well, guess what? You got to buy yourself another iPhone, but keep it out of the rice. Rice for eating, not for drying. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. I know an hour, much too uh, much too quick, but I'll be back Friday night with you at seven o'clock. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. As I said, Brewers Weekly coming up on the other side of the news. Thanks, Max. We'll talk to you next week, and uh, thanks for all your help. Thanks for listening. Good night from WTMJ at night.